This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show and Happy New Year. May the Lord bless you and keep you in this year 2020. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand On for Life, a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions. Whatever's on your heart or mind, all you have to do is call us, and because it's a date day show, it's Paula's first program of the new year uh, as well, live. Um, hated missing the last couple of days, but nobody listens to the radio on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, so we're just happy to be here. 340-9585 is the phone number. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. Uh, you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Uh, or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and send your questions in that way. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Our main number, one more time, is 340-9585. Paula? Happy New Year! I thought I'd say that. (laughs) Just off the... Top of my head just came to me, you know. Happy New Year. No. You know, after seven years doing this program, it seems kind of strange. You know, we didn't start in January when mm-hmm. we started seven years ago. It's like, okay, here we are in the middle of a, of a at the beginning of a brand new year, yeah. and we're going through it all over again. Kind of cool, huh? Yes, kind of really cool. Um, you know, as as the year has been closing, more and more of the radio listeners have, have been showing up at church. And... Um, Hi, everybody. And for those of you who still want to get here to um, check out Calvary Chapel San Antonio, 2020, it's your year, and it's our year to be able to meet you. So it'd be really cool. Well, I have a couple of announcements, if that's okay. It's your show, bro. Oh, okay. Um, Well, on Monday, let me see. Wait, let me back up. Tomorrow night, Pastor Ron is our first afterglow of the year because we finished a book. And, and so do you want to explain what an afterglow is? Well, yeah, we, we, uh, we do an afterglow when we finish a book on Friday nights. Friday night seems to be the only time that we have time. You know, Wednesday night, um, people are in a hurry because next day is a school day. We try, if I can keep from talking too long, <laughs> we try to get out of here um, um, 8.15-ish on, on Wednesday night because it's school, school day the mm-hmm. next day. 
Um, and, and Sunday, we're so packed in three services trying to get it all in. So Friday night, we decided a long time ago we would do our afterglows. When we finish a book, then we'll take the next week and do an afterglow before mm-hmm. we start a new book. Mm-hmm. And um, we just finished the book of Hebrews. We've been in it for over a year. So it's been quite a while since we've done an afterglow. And an afterglow is, is just, I always call it the body ministering to itself. Um, the gifts of the Spirit will be flowing, um, all supervised, of course. But uh, the idea is that um, uh, the Lord has a message for Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Um, he has a message for the individuals who will be here tomorrow night. And uh, people will just share their heart. Some will, will share uh, something God's put in their heart um, in, by way of a scripture. Uh, somebody will, will, will share a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. Uh, we'll weigh those against the scriptures and and then decide whether or not it really is from the Lord, that kind of thing. There's a possibility that somebody will speak in tongues and, and that doesn't happen often, but it does occasionally and there will be an interpretation. If not, we'll have no more tongues. So it's an opportunity to use the gifts of the Spirit, to use the body the way um, we're instructed to do so uh, in Paul's letters to the Corinthians. So it's not just me talking or me teaching. And the great thing for me about these afterglows is it seems like every single one of them has a theme and a direction. And because this one is our, I mean, we're at the beginning of a brand new year, I'm really looking forward to to the Lord either speaking some things to my heart or confirming some things uh, to my heart uh, as it relates to um, uh, some direction or confirmation or something. So um, it's it's uh, it's one of you know, we're always crowded. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing strange happens. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about being uncomfortable. It's really a beautiful flow of the spirit. And uh, by the time we're done, and we only go for uh, we're done at eight thirty sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when when we're done. Um, there's always a bunch of people, well, I have some, I have some, well, so we, we just, we encourage people to start early and everybody is a spiritual gift. Uh, I believe that at every afterglow, God has given spiritual gifts to people. And so that's what we're going to do here tomorrow night. And then the following Friday night, Paula, we're going to be, um, starting a new book, first Peter. Yep. So, uh, that's what's on our plan. Okay. So speaking of spiritual gifts, Pastor Ron, um, and you said, everybody has one. Well, I had a lady who came up to me and she says, I don't have any spiritual gifts. And, I, you know, I don't want to argue with her, but yes, you do. You have a spiritual gift. So, you know, just do something, you know, and so you'll, you'll find out. But see, people need to, they need to understand they're arguing with the Bible. First mm-hmm. um, Corinthians 12 speaks very clearly about God giving everybody at least one spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. And, and one is not a limit. It's just that he gives one initially to see if we'll be faithful with it. Yeah. And if we're going to be faithful with that, then God will bless us with other spiritual gifts. And, and the person says, well, I don't know what they are. Um, that's somebody who's typically not willing to walk in faith and take a step and, and really understand um, what God says, you know, if God tells me I have a spiritual gift, then who am I to argue with him? Mm-hmm. My job is to identify it and then use it for his glory. And so, um, you know, I'll, I'll make that point when we begin tomorrow. Okay, uh, but everybody has a spiritual gift, at least one. And, mm-hmm. and then uh, for everybody who has a gift and is faithful with that gift, um, that, that person will be given more gifts. That's just the way God works. That's mm-hmm. what his scripture says. Yeah. Okay, so so that's Friday. Saturday, of course, we have uh, 9.30 prayer. 
at the corporate prayer here in the sanctuary, and then on um, Sunday are three services. Your first, is that your first? That'll be your first Sunday message of the year, huh? Then yep. we have communion. Yeah, communion Sunday. Uh, and then we say bye to Caleb going to college. <laughs> anyway, oh. and then uh, on Monday, because we've we've had a, a break from the studies, our, our men's, women's, and uh, youth Bible studies will resume. Uh, Dr. Peter will be teaching the men this time because... Because Pastor Ken's Pastor taking Ken's Caleb to college. Caleb to college. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nellie and Chris will do the high school and the youth. But for the ladies, oh my goodness, Ron, it's already time for us to be getting ready for our women's retreat. That's our women's uh, retreat uh, committee meeting where we get organized for our retreat, which will be March 5th through the 7th. It'll be here in no time. No time. And then that'll happen in school, be over in graduation, yeah. and just that's how fast things things <laughs> and go. And then this radio station, we will have been on eight years because that'll be July. Oh, and then one thing I didn't miss is on Saturday morning too at eight a.m., uh, Pastor Brian's men's Bible study. I think it's a breakfast they go out after, 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 after their study. Mm-hmm. So everything's back on, and you and I've been talking. We, I, I hate to even say it, Ron. I know what you're gonna say because I love it. I, uh, starting Monday now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we get through this weekend, mm-hmm. everything returns to normal. Yeah, well, okay, that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Lord willing, yeah, school starts back up again um, on it, Monday just, as well, too. Just, I need days to feel like the day it is. Yeah, like today, it was this, a mess. Yeah, this I, I does don't not know feel like Thursday. Yeah. No, I know. It feels like Friday, and I'm on extra day of the week here at the radio program, but it, it's Thursday, right? It's Thursday. So, Hello. Happy New Year. So, New Year. What are we going to do, you know, for this New Year? You said on um, December 22nd when you did the Christmas message, you said for 2020, believe that nothing is impossible with God. You know, I mean, you have a a really big imagination. So, you know, the impossible. Um, I don't know what I... What my impossible is, I, mean, I, I don't know what it is yet. It's just like the spiritual gift, you know, there's an impossible out there that I, but I don't know what it is. But having Christmas courage was your was your title, and um, you you started when you were talking about Mary and having Christmas courage is is just trusting in Jesus that He's gonna keep the promises that he's made to us, you know, told Mary, you know, you will have a child and you'll call his name Jesus. Well, how is this going to happen? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will have this child. Okay. Hmm. That's a tough one to believe. But you said for her, um, she didn't doubt that, okay, so you said it. I believe it. It's going to happen. And the way that she was able to be used was is she was available. And don't we all, well, maybe that's my impossible. We all want to be more available. I'm available, but I want to be more available. And in order to be more available, um, pursuing holiness to a greater degree than ever. And I am starting to find out, Pastor Ron, I was at the gym yesterday, and not just, you know, there's a list of rules at the gym. And one of the rules is no cursing. <laughs> no cursing. No loud talking. 
know, dropping the, the weights from your waist high to hit the ground. Why did they even put those up there? Because <laughs> they're not really... Including the employees there. Especially the employees. I could not find a place to lift weights yesterday. I'm talking to Dawn. I was like, she's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I'm trying to find a place where the trainers and their trainees aren't cursing up a storm. I'm not comfortable with all of that. And so I want to be even more sensitive and pursue holiness. Not that I'm a prude and I don't understand that that's just our world, but I don't want to be around all of that. So um, I want to pursue holiness because I want to be even more available. And I wrote myself a note while you were teaching. Um, Paula desire greatly all that the Lord has for me. And I don't, I, I want to be, what am I trying to say? I want to be purer than, not a prude or anything like that, but I just don't want to be, like, that's normal conversation. I don't want to be around that. And so she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me as you have said. And it's all about him. And um, I remember many, many years ago, this lady was just was just um, ranting and raving over the phone. Sorry. Ranting and raving over the phone at me. And I could hear the Lord say, hang up. And I didn't want to, I, I thought, well, that's kind of rude, you know. But he said, no, 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 I want you to hang up. Because what she's saying and what you're listening to has to go through me first. And I was like, oh, okay. So I hung up. And, of course, she kept coming. She kept calling back. And I said, I, I'm going to keep hanging up. Because one day, maybe, you're going to have to apologize for all of this. Um, and if I keep hanging up, you'll have less to apologize for. But for me to be a listener of all of this, it's not helpful. It's going through my Jesus first. So I will continue to hang up. That's where I want to be. I want to stay there. I don't want to have people ranting and raving and thinking that's okay. Um, I want to walk away from that. And then maybe the sweet aroma will penetrate them and they'll be fighting with Jesus and not with me. So um, that's, I guess maybe that's my impossible. Well, let, let's, let's go back to the nothing is impossible with God theme because I think for, for, um, for us to understand it, Paula, um, it, 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 it might be impossible for you or me to have a baby born of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't for Mary because that was the will of God. And I think what we do is we attach the idea nothing is impossible with God to events or to things that we need or to miraculous healings or whatever it might be. And, and um, the, the, the only way to find out that nothing truly is impossible with God is to be in God's will to be available to him, um, to be pursuing him. It doesn't mean to be taken away from this world. It just means that in the middle of this world, I'm going to pursue, pursue the Lord. I was thinking, and I hadn't thought about this until you were mentioning it, you know, um, uh, we can't go anyplace in this world where there's no cursing and where there's no um, um, unrighteousness, where there's, um, uh, we, it, it's, it's not reasonable for us to expect that, that because we want to be holy, that every place we're going to go is, is going to have the same desire. So what we do, our response to that is simply to say, Lord, use me in the middle of that cesspool. Use me. If I remove myself from it, then I can't be used. But 
you know, I think I think it means we got to be willing to take a step of faith, and we got to be willing to stand for God and with God, uh, and 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 confront Him. You know, I was just thinking the thing that I would, I I hope I would do if I was listening to an employee that Jim. Um, cursing out loud as it say, excuse me, excuse me, can you come over and read this to me? What's number four say on this list? <laughs> and, and, and just get them that way. But, but um, uh, it's not impossible um, to be a light. It, it's impossible to extinguish the darkness, but it's, it's certainly not impossible to be a light in the middle of that darkness. And I think especially the more mature we, we are in the Lord, um, the more we be confronted with those kind of situations and those kind of people. But but I think back to the main point of Mary's, uh, nothing is impossible with God uh, when, when she was told that. Um, Mary, you're available. This is God's will. Get in the middle of God's will and nothing is impossible. I think that's what we've got to remember, that, that in the middle of God's will, anything and everything that he says goes. And if we can do that, if we understand that, then we're going to see some really impossible-sounding things. You know, at the start of a new year, we're always hopeful God's going to do some really big things. But one of the things he's been sharing with my heart, Paula, is that that um, the best way for us to walk into the impossible things uh, is just to walk with Jesus today and do it again tomorrow and be available, do our job, do what we've been called to do. And then God will bring other people around who are going to do what they're called to do. And it doesn't matter how much heartbreak we experience. It doesn't matter how much um, rebellion we experience. Um, God is always going to do uh, what he always purposed in his heart to do. The question is always going to be, do we get to be part of it? Mm-hmm. And I want to be a part of it. I don't want to miss anything. So okay. so that's that's what I think. We're you know, we were talking and, and um, it has been... We, before I did that message and then the, the New Year's message, mm-hmm. um, um, it's been so heavy on my heart uh, because there's so many people, Christians, I'm talking about real Christians, um, but they're being so ripped off. Um, you know, share the story about the, the lady at the gym, you know, no names or anything. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember our last uh, radio program, we we discussed the loss, the hurting, the hungry, but we didn't really... We might have touched on the broken, but we didn't get to the needy and the confused. Um, well, this one young girl, and she's single, um, is going to a church. Even though she lives right here in town, she's going. She didn't know. We just met, so she didn't know about Calvary Chapel. Um, but um, she's following some apostle, and then his wife is a prophetess. That's the needy and the confused. Yeah. And, um, you know, I prayed for her and she prayed for me. And uh, she's praying blessings over us and all that kind of stuff. You know, the name and claim it kind of stuff. And uh, it was just so sad because you can tell that it's emotional mm-hmm. where she's going, but no real um, substance. Yeah. There's no real foundation. Um, and I remember many, many years ago when we first got here, this one lady who kind of believed in the same kind of name it and claim it stuff. And I've told this story before. You know, moved into a bigger apartment, got all this new furniture, bought a car because she was told, you know, 
if she had enough faith, all those things would. And if she was giving to her church. Oh, yeah, of course. that Everybody has that gift when you do this thing. But um, none of that panned out. And, yeah. and see, the, the, the real issue for, for people like this, and this is a, a young woman who was vocal about her faith. I mean, she was talking to a new stranger mm-hmm. about her faith. Mm-hmm. She, she was a uh, hospice nurse. Mm-hmm. And she told you that she said, you know, I get to tell people, about Jesus mm-hmm. in their last days. Yep. I mean, those are good things, those and it really demonstrates that this this woman has really a heart that's in the right place. Mm-hmm. But she's she's in a church that's selling her poison, and and to have a, a a pastor who says he's an apostle, when the Bible so clearly indicates otherwise, to, to for for his wife to say I'm a prophetess, mm-hmm. when again the Bible clearly indicates otherwise, um, it just means she's getting ripped off. And and that's why there's no substance. Yeah. There's no foundation to her faith. And and there's so many people like that, Paula, really belong to the Lord. They really have a heart that's right, but they're not diligently searching the scriptures. Mm-hmm. They're not really finding out who Jesus mm-hmm. is and what he wants to do. And they're going to miss out. Yeah. They're yeah. going to miss out because they're too lazy to dig in mm-hmm. and, and say, wait a minute. Yeah, and that's exactly what she said, you know. It, no, honestly, because I was telling her a few things. She goes, you know, I've heard the same thing maybe three times in the last week or so. And she said, to be honest with you, I've just not been reading my Bible. I said, well, if you don't, you're going to be just a mess. You're going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine that comes along. And, and seriously, would you please consider why you go all the way over to the other side of town when you've heard three times now that what you're following really isn't true. And so I had to leave her with that. She goes, yeah, you're probably right, but I haven't seen her since then. Mm. Just so sad, you know? Yeah, we're, we're, we don't realize how much we're missing out on. The other thing that was really uh, I was dealing with last week is when... Um, you know, I, I'm talking to Christians again, real believers, mm-hmm. um, and and they're they're involved in sinful activity, or or um, you know their kids are really off the. Off. Well, no, I know they're saved. They're just they know Jesus. They're just not walking with Him now. And and I, I'm asking, what makes you think they know the Lord? Yeah. I mean, do we want to be real? Do we want our prayers to have? substance or or are we going to be people who just well they're my kids so of course they're going to be in heaven mm-hmm. and and that compromises our witness when mm-hmm. there's no doctrinal foundation it compromises our witness and one thing i hope for for everybody in this audience and certainly for you paul and for me um uh, i want us to be firmly established in sound doctrine yeah. i mean there are differences doctrinally that we can have there but 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 be able to go to the Word and, and, and substantiate why you believe something. Don't let just some guy who calls himself an apostle. Um, you know, in, in Sunday's Bible study, um, Jesus in Luke chapter 22 said the, 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 the kings of the Gentiles loaded over them and called themselves benefactors. Mm-hmm. It's a self-given title. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're in a church and there's a guy who says, I'm a prophet or I'm an apostle or a woman who says the same thing, mm-hmm. then those are self-given titles. They have nothing to do with the Word of God. They have nothing to do with the, the gifts of God's Spirit. Mm-hmm. And yet we do that, calling ourselves that, and then we convince people that we know what we're talking about so they will follow us instead of following Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, in these last days, it is getting so very important 
so, so very important to know that we stand on solid ground. Uh, otherwise, we're going to be shaken and we're going to be moved back and forth. And, mm-hmm. and and eventually when that happens, I don't know anybody who doesn't eventually lose their relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. as a result. I don't mean they lose their salvation. Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, Just that intimacy and the assurance. And the power. And the power. Having sure. a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Yeah. And um, the only way we can know we're standing firm that we're with Jesus. You know, I say so simply, just be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. But but it's not that simple if you don't know who he is, yeah. if you don't know what he wants, if you don't know who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, what I would really like to see in 2020 uh, here at Calvary Chapel, what I would like to see in the radio audience here on the Word to Stand On for Life is is a commitment to really digging in. No more baby stuff. We just finished Hebrews, and mm-hmm, Paul mm-hmm. said, by now you ought to be teachers, teachers, but you're still eating baby food. Mm-hmm, and uh, that's the way it is in the church of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we don't have time to deal with it on this half of the, the, the program, Paul, but but maybe on this side we can talk about um, our focus being so much on, on us instead of on him, and our hearts being ungrateful because he hasn't done this or he hasn't answered this prayer, mm-hmm. instead of really focusing on and being grateful for what he's already done. He's, he's done everything mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things maybe you can describe on the other side of the break, um, what you mean when you say, pretty regular Jesus, I love my life. Mm-hmm. That's because of that foundation. <laughs> well, phones are quiet, 340-9585 or toll-free, 877-630-KSLR. This is the date, day edition of the Word to Center for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. time to call into the word to stand on for life no problem if you've got questions you can email them to pastor ron at pastor ron kslr at gmail.com that's pastor ron kslr at gmail.com Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the show. 30 minutes left on our first program of 2023-340-9585. Paula, I talk so much at your show, I'm sorry. (laughs) You did not. I love it. Plus, you know, I'm learning. I'm, I learn sitting here, and I learn at home when I'm listening. I love to come all to all the services because I continually uh, get to get to learn. So that's I'm good. So, and I, plus, I asked you the question. So, you know, it's my show. I get to be the MC. So okay. Well, you. we got a phone call, so okay. let's not keep him waiting. Uh, Harold from San Antonio on line one. Harold, Happy New Year! Thanks for calling. All right. Thank you very much to uh, both of y'all, and Happy New Year, likewise. I was listening to the, about the last five minutes before the break, and maybe ten, and um, I, if I miss, I mean, if I understood right, thinking about ourselves instead of God, possibly. Um, I was uh, I was in a Bible study, but I thought of it uh, Genesis chapter fifteen. Verses 1 through 4, where Abraham, or Abram, is discussing how, how am I going to have a child? 
my wife is barren and God says, or the Lord says, don't worry, you know, I'm, I'm going to protect you, this and that. And it seems to be in those first four verses that he's just not hearing what God or the Lord is saying. In, the, in 15, uh, Genesis 15, uh, chapter 15, verse 5, then it says, Then the Lord took a brother outside and said, Look at all the stars. And my own interpretation, which worked for me, at this time was that maybe Abram was focusing on himself. Maybe he's sitting on a chair in the couch and he's thinking of himself instead of thinking, leaving it up to the Lord. And so he had to take him outside, maybe get him out of a little depression, you know, to shake him up and say, get out of there, come out here. This is what's waiting for you. And that's about I do have a few more comments on that, but if you would elaborate on that, I'd appreciate it if I'm close or maybe not at all. But I'll let yeah, yeah. Thank you, Harold. I appreciate it very, very much. You know, uh, a couple of things, and, and the, the same thing is true with Mary. Um, you know, when, when Gabriel appeared to Mary um, and Mary asked the question, you're, you're going to be with child, the, the one conceived will be of the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and Mary asked a simple question, how will this be since I've never been with a man? Uh, that was an honest question. There was no lack of faith in that. She was simply saying, okay, well, obviously you're Gabriel. Um, you're, you're clearly heavenly. Uh, I, I, I received this message, um, but how's it going to happen? So no unbelief in that at all. Well, in, in Genesis, when God appeared to, to Abram, um, he, there, were, there was unbelief. This is unbelief. Uh, and we understand that, Harold. If, if, uh, if God came to me and Paula day or sent Gabriel to me and Paula and said, you're going to have a child, and Paula would say, oh, how's this going to be? Because, you know, I've already passed that time in my life. And, and I would say, oh, yeah, right, kind of thing. Uh, because we look at circumstances. We look at um, um, the impossibility of something rather than seeing the the impossibility of God lying or or rather than seeing the bigness of God. And that's all Abraham was. This isn't sinful unbelief. This is just um, um, the Lord saying, you're, you're going to have a child. He's going to be um, um, not not someone else, but a son coming from your own body who will be your heir. And and Abraham just looking like, how could this be? So verse 5, the one you asked about, Harold, is God giving him a sign. He took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, so shall your offspring be. And then verse 6, one of the great verses in, in Abraham's life. Abram says, Abram believed the Lord. And he, God, credited to him, Abram, as righteousness. Uh, that's when Abram was saved. That's, that's when the relationship with God was sealed. I, he hears this impossible promise. Now imagine if Gabriel appeared to you and said, um, and again, I don't know how old you are, Harold, that's not the point, but, but they, somebody in my age bracket said, you know what, I want to have you around here for another 100 years. And we'd say, I can't possibly live to be 168 years old. That's, that's not the way it's going to be. And, and and then God would give me a sign, and I would say, okay, Lord, I believe. 
And then that's when, in Abram's case, it was crediting his righteousness. The same thing is true for us. The, the theme of Romans, the just shall live by faith. That's how we live with God and receive from God by faith. Instead, the writer of Hebrews says, we walk by sight when we ought to be walking by faith. And that's all it was. There was no rebuke there. There was no unbelief there other than bewilderment. How How is this possible? Um, and then when God told him to look up, there was something supernatural, a, a, a gift of faith given. And Abraham believed. And uh, that sealed the relationship between God and, and Abram for, for the rest of his life. And then, of course, Abram um, later would become Abraham and, and uh, um, walked in all of the promises of God. So I think that's a... And he had other times when he fell, when he, when he refused to believe uh, the promise of God because of circumstances being so obvious. So I'm glad Abram didn't have to be perfect, Paul, um, but, but he was by faith in a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And God who began the work was faithful to complete the work, mm-hmm. and that's the same thing he is for all of us. Mm-hmm. I, I love Abraham questions. Yeah, I know. And you said, when we got on this side, about I love my life, kind of the same thing. God's made so many promises, huh? Um, one, the, 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 why I love my life is Jesus saved me. <laughs> that's a miracle in itself, but I say this to you all the time, especially on Sunday mornings, somebody's going to get saved today. Just because God said, would you go to Texas? And, you know, he said, because that's where I'll be waiting for you. And that you get up every every Sunday morning and you're going to give the word. And um, somebody gets saved pretty much every Sunday. If not here, somewhere around the world, somebody's getting saved. And so our lives have, my life has meaning and purpose. And I love that. It's not just a matter of getting up and um, making it through the day going to bed and waking up. No, no, no. My life has meaning and purpose. As uh, So when I'm out and about, and you know that thing of, okay, Lord, what about me? What about today? Um, we were at breakfast yesterday, and we saw a family sitting behind us. And I kept hearing the, the kids say, Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. But he, they weren't saying Mom. And um, so as we go to leave, I was like, oh, you know, and I knew you were going to say something. I, I just knew it. So I already had a, a card in my in my pocket. And so I asked, you know, how long have you guys been married? And the man said, we've been off and on for 21 years, since we were 21, since we were 21. I was like, what? And I have two kids sitting there. And, and you said, um, when he said, how long have you been married? And, you know, it's going to be 50 years that we met come March in 49, huh, in September that we've been married. And he said, what's your secret? You just He just let Pastor Ron loose <laughs> right on that one. So our lives have meaning and purpose, and we got to share with them and gave them the card and put my phone number on there, and I'm praying they, they will call. Um because we can help them. We know the answer. See, I think I think that's a good um, illustration of, of, of statement Harold made a minute ago too. He said, "You know, we're looking at our our circumstances and 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 um, uh, our prayers are about us." He heard me talking about that last week. Um, and that's why we need to be focused on others. We need to be sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. 
uh, because as soon as those pe- those that family sat down, and I could see and you couldn't, your mm-hmm. back was to them. Mm-hmm. As soon as I sat down, I knew God was going to deal with them. I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. So I was listening and watching and waiting for an opening, and I just knew. Now that doesn't always happen, but but I just knew. Now, it, had I been thinking about me or our our needs or our problems, or had I been focused on 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 something I needed God to do for me, um, I wouldn't have been able to discern that that was something that the Lord was was doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, to answer Harold's question, Paul, we think about others. We do that by by being close to Jesus because He's concerned about those people. We're tools in God's chest, yeah, and He wants to use us if we will give Him the opportunity to do so. If we are available, available, Mary that's, is available. That's exactly what I was going to say. Joseph, mm-hmm. the other part of that Christmas message, Joseph was available, mm-hmm. and um, you, you know, I think just so often we're consumed by our needs or our circumstances or what's going on around us. And we, we, we're effectively tuning out the Holy Spirit who wants to say, hey, keep your eye on those people. I want, I want, I'm going to open a door for you to talk to them. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they didn't ask me how long we'd been married. Um, I just said, after you said how long you've been married, mm-hmm. well, we've been together off and on for 21 years. Mm-hmm. It was clear they weren't married. Mm-hmm. And right then I knew what to say. And the Lord said, uh, tell them, I said, well, next month, or, or I mean, March for us, mm-hmm. we'll have been together for 50 years. And their mouth dropped, because mm-hmm. we look so young. That's but it. That's it. <laughs> but their their mouth dropped, and he looked at me and said, what's the secret? And I said, Jesus. Yeah. And and then, as you often do, you took over and started conversing with mm-hmm. him. And there was something you said, he looked at her like, almost, it was almost like he was saying, I told you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they, they need to, to, to understand the plan that God has for them. Well, it's our job to tell them. Yeah, I don't think, I, I think she doesn't realize her value because he seems to be the one who has been telling her how beautiful she is and that he loves her. In fairness, how could she realize her value if she's with a man who won't marry her? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, any woman living with somebody or having sex with somebody that they're not married to mm-hmm. doesn't understand their value to God. Yeah. And uh, here's another one of those cases where even Christians so often will 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 think, well, well, you know, I'm a Christian, but well, we just can't get married right now. Mm. Well, then separate, yeah, stop playing house. Be obedient, (laughs) so you're available to be used by the Lord if that's the case. But when my Bible says that people who live like that will not inherit the kingdom of God, I want to. I'm going to ask him, what makes you think you're a Christian? Mm -hmm. You're living like this. Galatians 5, 1 Corinthians 6 says that if you, you're living the way you're living, you're not going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So what makes you think you're saved? Let's talk about this. Yeah. And you get opportunities to share the truth in love. And you were laughing at the break. You know, the Lord has told me to be even more direct, mm-hmm. to be even bolder. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the, the broken heart that God has given me over these people who are Christians, real believers, who are living... Um, ungodly lives or compromised lives or lukewarm lives. Um, I, I think the Lord this year, it, I mean, Jesus is coming soon, Paul. I think the Lord really wants to rattle them to the core. Yeah. And um, um, I know that's going to be our focus uh, here at Calvary Chapel. We want people to live the life that God set before them. Yeah. 
and not just, well, you know, I'm going to get to heaven. That's all that really matters mm-hmm. because that's not all that really matters. Yeah. I got a young man who, you know, I've been in love with him for, since we first met their family and now he's all grown up and everything. And, um, he says, Oh man, cause I hardly ever see him anymore. But the last time I saw him, he says, I really fell hard. You know what the Holy Spirit's wanting me to say? No, no, baby, you didn't fall hard. You ran into this. It's time for you to stop playing games. And so, like you're talking to, to me about the people at the gym. I prayed. I prayed for them, but I didn't with any boldness say, can you stop talking like that? Could you make me really uncomfortable? And it's just it's just rude and unprofessional. Un, 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 uh, yeah, I think there's a time when you you need to wait for the leading of the Spirit. The the, the Holy Spirit will open doors and hearts. Yeah. But in a case like you experience where it's employees mm-hmm. and we're paying the bill, um, you know, then, then... He's standing right next to that sign that you talked about. Yeah, well, He's standing right there, yeah, Pastor Ron. But But see, I think I think <laughs> there is a time when we got to say something. Yeah. And, and um, that's just taking a general stand for righteousness even if we don't get the opportunity, they know who we are. Mm-hmm. So when when we say something, you know, this is your rule. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I think I think that's how we can open the door. If God's going to open that door, great. If they're going to treat us like like we don't matter, um, we're still the ones paying the bill. Jesus said that we're happy if we're persecuted for righteousness' sake. We just got to be willing to to, yeah. to experience it. Yeah. He didn't say we'd feel happy. He just no. said that we would be. No, 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 no. And you know what? Getting back to and I love my life because those kind of things have happened. You know, like the guy who wanted to punch you out at the gym. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was doing that very thing. He was using some foul language and you said, this is my wife right here. You know? And he's like, what are you gonna do about it, kind of thing? <laughs> What'd you tell him? You I, gonna... said, I said, I'm, this was what, six, like, six, I'm, I'm 66. You gonna punch me out? <laughs> I mean, what? I'm just asking you. Mm-hmm. And and we had a profound effect on him, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, while he still wanted to punch me out, yeah. uh, he came and found us 30, 40 minutes later mm-hmm. when he calmed down yeah. and apologized, yeah. asked for our forgiveness, and said, "You were right." Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said during the course that he's going to trying to punch me out. Uh-huh. I, I see, he said, he said, uh, um, uh, you're not my dad. You're talking like you're my dad. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, maybe a dad should have talked to you like this. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm a Christian. He said, well, I am too. I said, well, then Ooh, well, that's right. if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. then you really know better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once I wasn't in danger of getting punched <laughs> out anymore, um, he came and found us and apologized. Yeah, yeah. But see, that's a chance for the Holy Spirit to, to deal with their hearts. Yeah, like your dad when he got off the plane. <laughs> yeah, but that way he got saved. He's in heaven now. I can't wait to see him again. It's going to be a lot different than it was when we... <laughs> so anyway, yeah. But yeah, I love my life because it has meaning and purpose. And, you know, there are times when the Lord will, you know, like I get to go and speak at women's retreats and stuff like that and... You know, this one lady's asked me three years in a row, and she always wants me to share my testimony, you know? And um, she says, okay, you don't have to share it completely if you don't want to, but if you would, that would be great. But would you just make sure it's in your teaching? And uh, so I'm going to be doing that again. But my life has meaning and purpose because God doesn't waste anything. All the things that we go through, you know, he's been the one faithful to bring us 
through those things, and now we can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good life. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, I wanted to look at the year-end message because uh, you were talking about, especially for Christians, how can we keep our edge sharp? You know, you're going to be bolder. The Lord's get the, get the razor strap, the barber strap out and, you know, get your edge sharp. Because the concern is not only for not just ourselves, but not just for the present, but the future. And so people are watching us. As you said, um, people know who we are, but we must care for those coming behind us. Um, that's saved or unsaved. The unsaved are watching me every bit as closely as the saved, my other ministry at HEB. <laughs> you know, people are always watching. And I'm aware of that. Even at uh, the pancake place that we go to, people are watching us. They know who we are. And we want to be found faithful. And I think, um, no, I know that the the guy asking, well, what's the secret? And people ask us, 50 years? I, I think when they do that, Pastor Ron, they just see that we still really love each other. And they're like, how do you? I, I, I'm in awe, too. 50 years? It seemed like it went kind of fast. <laughs> you, were just, you were just 18 when I met you. 17, actually. You rocked the cradle, you. man. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's take a phone call. We got Greg calling from Bolverde on line one. Greg, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, uh, Pastor Ron and uh, Paul, I just want to, first of all, just thank you all for being on the radio on Thursday. I love hearing you all both together on Thursdays. And it's kind of the... I look forward to it all week, to be honest with you. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Your Thanks, Greg. Perspective on both. But, and I just really appreciate it. I know I've heard a lot of y'all's story, and I've went online and heard y'all's testimony. And, and uh, you know, I just praise God for what God has done in y'all's life. And right now I haven't been as fortunate to um, have a, a wife stood by me. She's wanting out right now after 34 years. And I'm hoping that gets turned around. But... Uh, at this point, you guys give me hope. I know that um, you know God was definitely working through all those circumstances back before, fast from before you got saved, and Paul just hung in there with you. And you know, just um, you know, I'm blessed by that. You know, I know y'all were for sure, but you know, just, it just gives me encouragement. I appreciate that. I appreciate y'all. Thank you, Greg. You know what, Greg, right. Ron, and I, uh, I was when when we met. Um, and I didn't even know the Lord. Neither one of us did. But the Lord told me, this is the one for life. Well, we tried to mess it up a whole lot of times. We were separated several times, um, even after having kids. Um, one, at one point, Ron took the older son, and I had the younger one. That was horrible. Um, but God seemed to kind of Rubik's cube things together for us. And he said, no, no, no. I said, this is the one for life. And he just kept um, bringing us back together because he had a plan. And as Pastor Ron says, that picture that we have on our living room wall where Ron's holding me and I'm holding on to him, well, it's actually Jesus holding us together. It was, it's his marriage. Um, and I don't know um, if that means yours is going to get back together, but... Uh, just hang in there and keep praying. Well, I don't know what you, or why. Can you still hear me? Yeah, yes. I can still hear can you. Can you still hear me? 
Casey. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I it just I appreciate your prayers. I, I met Pastor Ron in his office one day, and I brought, brought him our picture. So I think he, he may recognize my voice. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that'd be great. I, I'm hoping. I'm very hopeful. Um, but things just aren't looking good right now. Okay. You know, Greg, the the thing for you now more than anything is is you've got to be so close to Jesus that whatever the plan is, you know that he's with you and you're with him and his grace will be sufficient as painful as it is and and as as much heartache as you'll experience. Um, God's grace really is sufficient. I think sometimes um, we 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 get so hurt that we we sort of run away from the presence of the Lord um, uh, in our pain, and that's when the enemy is going to do everything he can. So we continue to pray for you, and I appreciate very very much that you um, you you check back in from time to time, and please know that we are praying. Okay. All right, man. Appreciate it. Take care. Okay, Greg. God bless you. God bless you. You know, Paula, this is uh, not a good day for us. We've gotten some bad news today, and and just just we humans do everything we can to mess up uh, the good thing that God wants to do, and these are always painful things, and yet God's grace is always sufficient. Yeah, I, I was saying to you, asking Jesus that question that I've asked Him over the many years, when stuff like what we're talking about happens. You know, Lord, how do you rejoice and then have a broken heart all at the same time? That just I don't do well, you know. I uh, I hurt when people hurt, and um, yeah, it's hard. And we got a list of people to pray for, with those similar situations for sure. Paul, I think we we got about two minutes left. Anything you want to cover before we cut I, out? I, yeah, even with the pain in our lives, I still love my life because that hope that God gives. Our hope is in him. You know, talking about the gym thing and, you know, it's it's New Year's resolution for the world kind of thing. And so my word is reboot and resolve. But, uh, you know, they have a thing that, can I say that on the air there? Logos? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. They, say, they say, get fit, be fit, live fit. It's true fit. And so I was looking at that the other day and I was like, no, we need to get free. Be free, live free, and the only way that's possible is through the truth that sets you free. And so that's my new thing. So you might hear that you might hear that a couple of times before <laughs> this year's over. Get free, get free, get free from the sinful lifestyle. Free from the control of sin. In your yep, life. yep. So you can be made right in His sight by just believing in Jesus, and then be free, live free, be who God has made you to be, without feeling like. Um, you got to be what other people think you should be. And, and again, live free. Live free again. And how do you do that? Knowing the truth, because the truth is what sets you free. Yeah, because more than knowing the truth, you got to live the truth. Yeah. you got to be with Jesus. And when you're with Jesus, then, uh, then the truth is, is truly freedom. Hey, thanks for tuning in. It is our first program of the new year. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. Uh, you've been listening to the date, day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. Uh, Paula, uh, thanks for being here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. 
The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Calvary.